0: Hey, James, you like comic books, right? Uh, duh. Yo, you should check out this game. It's called Injustice 2. It's got Superman. He's in, like, this Red Sun prison that Batman put it in.
1: Oh, like Red Sun?
0: Uh, kind of. Except for in this one, Poison Ivy actually fights people. Wait, what?
1: Get ready to overanalyze some popular culture. With Chris Guyton. And James Kelly. This is Licensing Legends.
0: Hello and welcome to episode one of Licensing Legends with myself, Chris Guyton. I'm James Kelly, and we are going to be giving you a podcast about the cross-section between licensed fighting game characters and their original source material. Uh, We're starting this season with Injustice 2 because I've been playing the crap out of that game lately, and it's probably the best fighting game that's come out this year, uh, I'd be really surprised if anything beats it. Uh, James, actually, you just, got to, you just got to play a little bit of the game. What do you think?
1: Uh, it's pretty damn awesome. It's really violent, but really cool at the same time. Um, cool. Glad you enjoyed it.
0: So, so check this out. So basically, the concept of this podcast is that I, myself, I've been playing fighting games for a really, really long time. Uh, I love fighting games. They're my favorite genre of, of video game. I, I think uh, Street Fighter Two was probably the first game that I ever played. Uh, I have street fighter tattoos, uh, basically the long and short of it is I'm, I'm obsessed with fighting games and, uh, James, tell, tell them about yourself. Tell them what your discipline is.
1: Yeah. So, um, I, I do love fighting games as well. Um, not, not to the extent of Chris, um, but, uh, I bought pretty much every Budokai for six years. Um, but outside of that, um, I, my main thing is I'm a writer and I write primarily comic books. I got my own company, Olympian Comics, and I published um, the comic book Grim and Gritty, which you can get on comicsology Shameless Pug. And I also got the comic Caligula Imperatore Insanum, which you can get on Amazon. And by the way, these comics aren't for kids, so any kids listening, do not buy these comics without your parents' permission, and I don't think they'll give it to you. Um, and Beyond, though, I'm a huge comic book fan, obviously, because I write comics, and so I have a pretty encyclopedic knowledge about this stuff. Um, Dan Schneider once dubbed me a historian and expert, even though I never took a class or got a degree, but I'm I'm an expert, according to him, so it's sweet.
0: Great. So I mean, and and so with James's knowledge of of comic books, and you know, that whole world, I mean, obviously, I'm really into comic books as well. I I, I collect comic books, specifically DC comics. It's also one of the reasons why I really wanted to start with Injustice 2. Um, But, you know, I'm more I'm more of a video game nerd, right? And so I'm, I'm going to speak from like, kind of like the video game perspective. And, and James is going to speak from the comic perspective. We'll talk about the source material of the, of the characters and, you know, how faithful they are to their original incarnations and try to pinpoint, you know, places where where the creators of the games lifted their inspiration. You know, um, this, you know, example, you know, this version of Batman is obviously an homage to the Dark Knight Returns or something like that. Um, but uh, so we're going to start with Injustice 2 and we're going to go character by character. Uh, but before we do that, I think that it's really important that uh, the listeners know exactly what Injustice 2 is all about. So here's a little bit about the game. For Season 1, we will be covering Injustice 2, which is the 2017 sequel to the 2013 1v1 fighting game produced by NetherRealm Studios. The license at liberty for use by the house that Mortal Kombat built is the DC Comics universe, one that myself and James are all too familiar with. Injustice 2 features a unique mix of elements inspired by both the Mortal Kombat series, particularly when it comes to uh, special move input mechanics, and elements from games like Street Fighter. Unlike NetherRealm's other fighting game franchise, there are no fatalities in this game, but rather super moves which are similar to critical arts and ultra combo moves you'd find in your typical Street Fighter game. Injustice 2 also uses the back-to-block input found in many Capcom fighting games, instead of having a dedicated block button like in the Mortal Kombat series. It also features a no-round style of gameplay, instead, each character has two life bars that need to be depleted in order to end a match. This is kind of similar to the way that the original Killer Instinct games functioned for those who are familiar. One of the main things that makes Injustice gameplay unique is the clash system, which is a mechanic that's only accessible after the player has lost their first life bar. The clash mechanic allows players to bet a portion of their super meter against their opponent if they are getting pummeled by a combo in an attempt to regain a portion of their life. If the player who initiates the clash, known as the Defender, is successful at betting a higher portion of their super meter than the attacker, the Defender regains a percentage of their health bar, and if the attacker is successful, they lose a percentage. Overall, Injustice is a fantastically deep fighting game that even boasts a few RPG elements, allowing players to customize their favorite characters and augment their movesets. The robust single-player mode and continued addition of new characters is what's bringing me back to the game every day, and it's why we decided to cover it for the first season of Licensing Legends. Now that you're familiar with the game, let's get into the conversation. And this first character that we're going to talk about is Poison Ivy. Uh, the reason being is I actually I got really into playing Poison Ivy over the past uh, week or so. Uh, I just noticed that no one was really playing her online, and so I kind of wanted to take advantage of that and and maybe confuse people with the matchup if I got really good with her. So I, I'm not I'm not saying by any means I'm very good with her yet. I, I I beat James a couple times just now, but you know he's never played the game before. <laughs> So, um, this game takes place in a world where Superman was tricked into being responsible for the death of Lois Lane by the Joker, and afterwards, Superman gets kind of crazy and decides that he's going to take over the world and rule over everyone as a god, um, Batman obviously takes issue with this, and you know an, an alliance is formed between a couple of the uh, DC superheroes who align with Batman, and you know Wonder, Wonder Woman actually takes Super, Superman's side. It's it's a whole crazy dystopian mess. But in, in Injustice Two, Superman has been captured, and Brainiac uh, makes his way to the to our to this universe uh, where Superman you know is a complete dick and. <laughs> And he actually uh, tries to take over, you know, try to take over the world, or like suck the life out of the world, or whatever. Bringing act does, um, and essentially, so essentially, this this version of the DC universe is obviously a little uh, strange. Um, but we want sp- to talk, start talking about Poison Ivy because one thing that I that I notice, and James uh, chime in here, uh, it, Poison Ivy in comic
1: books isn't really a fighter. Is she? No, she, she really isn't. Like, um, kind of like from when she was created, um, she was always meant to be more kind of like a seducer. Uh, she was a seductress, but I mean, she's always drawn to be beautiful and seductive. And she's always kind of makes other people fight for her is kind of like always her deal. I'm a lover, not a fighter. That's why every Poison Ivy action figure comes complete with him. And so she's never really been like a fighter herself except for maybe when she teams up with Harley Quinn in the 90s like that's when she starts to become somewhat of a fighter but she's always had like like drones over the years she's gained like more and more of these kinds of mind control powers and gotten people to fight like her biggest like thing where the big time person she snagged up was she got to mind control superman in Batman Hush and oh wow yeah, and so she, they end up getting to Batman and Superman get to fight in that. I actually, I actually remember
0: that story story arc. That's that's the one of the Jeff Loeb ones, right? Uh, that's yeah, really good. Yeah,
1: it's uh, Jeff Loeb, and it's the the big thing that like drew everyone to that one was Jim Lee, like the big hot Marvel artist, and also Image founder, like came to DC Comics, and they just said like, please, 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 like we'll give you Batman please draw Batman. <laughs> and basically like Jeff Loeb kind of like came into that understanding like, okay, like they just really want to come in to see like Jim Lee draw any Batman any and every Batman character. So let's just craft a story where any and every Batman character gets in this story. And and then that's and that's where Poison
0: Ivy gets mind control powers. It's strange because so in in, in, in injustice, she doesn't have any of those powers at all. Uh, and I think that that probably would have been an interesting thing to add to her character, right? I mean, like, in Injustice, she actually really, like, fights with, like, plants. She kind of, like, controls uh, these, like, this, like, plant minion character. And, like, her super move is, like, she, like, grabs grabs you and, like, a giant, like, Venus flytrap-looking, like, minion, like, starts chomping on you. And, like, it's kind of ridiculous,
1: Well, yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing, like, not not to be too mean, but like, so, okay, so let's go a little bit into the history of the character. When, like, she was created, and and she was created, like, to give you a perfect context of when it happened, was 1966. Now, just to ask you, Chris, what was the big thing that happened in 1966 for Batman? What was the big thing that happened in the TV show? exactly so it was like so like she was created at like the pinnacle of when like batman was at his most like kind of like campy and like some days you just can't get rid of a bomb goofy it was also batmite was coming in if you don't know like batmite was is is this like impish like fifth dimensional creature that just tags along with batman and is batman's biggest fan Paul Rubens voiced him in um, in a recent Brave and the Bold TV show. Like Paul Rubin like Pee Wee Herman? Yeah. <laughs> so like so just keep that in mind like and, and, and you can see it in the first cover of her debut is like is like she's kind of like this evil seductress that'll that's going to force Batman and Robin against each other and it's because of this woman. Why not send Junior home early? I've got some wild oats and it's like you know the fear of like sexuality and like dawning and all that kind of stuff and so when she was created her only real power was being immune to to poisons And, and, and she was just kind of like a poisoner and kind of like just used plants to manipulate people she was kind of a bit more grounded in that way like a bit more kind of like just joker of just like joker doesn't really have a superpower he just just kind of poisons people just looks funny like poison ivy was kind of that and like in the first season of like a batman the animated series that also was her deal was like she just kind of like had these like plants and she tried to poison people
0: yeah i remember i mean i remember ivy just being kind of like a classic seductress in the in the batman animated series even like her voice was like very like I felt like it's kind of like hearkening back to like, I don't know, like old like 60s like Marilyn Monroe almost style kind of sexiness. Um, and that's kind of like, that was kind of, actually, you know what, speaking of, since we got here to the Batman animated series, so tying it back to Injustice, the woman who plays uh, uh, Ivy in the Injustice 2, and she actually um, voiced her in all the Batman Arkham games, is this woman named Tasia Valenza, right? And She's uh, She's been playing Ivy for a while, but fun fact about her is that she actually was also in the Batman animated series, but she was not as Ivy. Ivy was voiced by a woman named uh, Diane Pershing, but uh, she was actually in one episode of the Batman animated series uh, in season three, episode four, which was the episode called Baby Doll. Oh. And it was the one where that, that washed up child or weird woman who, like, had that disease where she looked like a child, like, tried to, like, take revenge on, like, her, her cast or whatever. Yeah. Um, I definitely remember that episode really well. But uh, to see if Valenza played a character called Miriam on that episode, which doesn't have a link on IMDb, which leads me to believe it was, like, one line or something like that. Um, but, yeah, so so the woman who plays Ivy in Injustice 2 actually has been on the Batman animated series, uh, which, is, which I thought was kind of a fun
1: fact. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so... But getting to kind of like what they've done though, like it's just, and I don't mean this like it's a mean way uh, like a kind of like just like plenty of people when they play around with Poison Ivy, they've kind of like decided more and more to just like how much they want to play up the 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 plant angles and like by by kind of like the sequel show, the new Batman Adventures. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The like late like 90s. like the late nineties, like. Like, she went from, like, being pretty, like, reasonable sci-fi and just, like, kind of, like, having a, a a rose car. I don't even remember that. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, it's in Harley and Ivy. Check it out. It's like oh, yeah, like yeah, this. okay. <laughs> but, but, like, but she went from that to, like, having these, uh, being able to, like, grow these, like, humanoid plants that, would like, looked like humans and... Stuff like that, like Venus fly traps that you would control, just all these like amazing like hedges that would fight Harley's hyenas. It's like crazy stuff. Yeah, so there's a lot of that kind of stuff in Injustice 2. Like, let's go, let's
0: like talk about like her moveset in Injustice 2 real quick. Um, I kind of alluded, like, talked about her um, her super her super move where she like summons her giant plant minion and it like chomps on you. But like some of her other moves. Uh, she is the kiss of death which is kind of self-explanatory she like grabs you and she kisses you in the meter burn version of it she kind of like makes out with you a little bit and you're stunned and that's kind of like that's kind of like more or less in line with like what the character was original how the character yeah. was originally created right
1: yeah well okay well, let's have some fun also um, <laughs> this is just a fun podcast granted to begin with but but going on the kind of like the infamous side like um the when <laughs> When Uma Thurman played her in Batman and Robin, like her her kind of like debut moment when she became Poison Ivy was she kissed the this dude and like he just suddenly like got poisoned and died right then and there.
0: I probably should have mentioned this earlier.
1: Uh. I'm poison. And later on, like in the climactic moment when like she's basically seduced Robin. Like, and she kisses him, but like he's wearing plastic lips, like this tiny. Yes, I remember line. that.
0: He like take he's uh plastic lips are immune to your charms or something like that. <laughs> yeah, just something like that. <laughs> terrible, terrible line. Um,
1: well, is there
0: any good line in that movie? I you know what I don't know, but actually you know what's funny is like uh the move list for Poison Ivy in Injustice Two is full of like bad puns like that. Yeah. Like um there's a move called. Called a uh, dill with it, uh, like a combo, and then there's one like spruced up or something like that. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's kind of ridiculous actually. I'm gonna I'm actually gonna start looking for uh, for them, and we can start maybe using them in context.
1: Spruced up. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, like that's like that's comic books in general. It's just like it's just one of those things like where uh, we're kind of like though because they've kind of one upped more and more her powers it's gotten to the point where i kind of sometimes have to question like why is she a batman villain i mean like the seductress part i get but like she is like become more and more like a super powered super villain where she should be more like and kind of like when they redid her origin they they kind of tied her up to this but like she should be more of a swamp thing villain like uh, kind of like the, like the anti-swamp thing Well, I mean, like, they kind of, like, Alan Moore did that with the Floronic Man, but, like, in the same way of that, yeah, absolutely, of just, like, being this, like, whereas Swamp Thing is just totally, like, love nature and just in touch with nature. He's kind of, like, he doesn't really like humans, but he doesn't hate them enough to go out of his way to be really, like, actively cruel to them, whereas Poison Ivy and, like, Floronic Man are eco-terrorists who just hate human beings and want to wipe them out. And, like, that's, but, and kind of, like, if, if Poison Ivy just did that, but in a, a, at the kind of like simpler level, she did in like, kind of like her original ways where she was just seducing men to do the, like these terrorist acts. That would have been like, kind of like in a Batman level. But like when, the minute she gets to like, being able to manipulate, mind control Superman. Yeah, it's like it's like, like
0: supernatural.
1: And it's like, it's like, okay. Uh, but like, I, it's why I also have a problem kind of with, Clayface being a Batman villain, because it's like it's like this kind of doesn't make sense. Like this is a shapeshifter. Clayface originated as a
0: Batman villain though, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah,
1: and he still like is a Batman villain, but just like it's like this kind of seems out of uh his
0: depth. Yeah, but I think that like a part of Batman, right, is that he can he's like smart enough to like overcome like anything or whatever. I don't yeah. Know. We'll talk more about Batman on the Batman episode. Of if we if if we have a Batman episode, just because if come on, we right. We, we'll, we'll probably have to have a Batman episode. All right, wait, no. Like, look. So I found some of the I found some of the bad puns uh, for the combo attacks that that Ivy has, and these are like totally in line with like Joel Schumacher's like Batman and Robin movie. Check the, check these out, James. <laughs> okay, out on a limb. All right. Okay, it gets worse. Evil, routine. Evil routine? Yeah, root een Evil root Yeah, R O O
1: T. I and E, root E. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's. Man. Oh, you, it's, it's almost <laughs> like. It's, it's almost making me pine for. Let's kick some ice. Let me guess. Plant girl?
0: Fine lady? Oh, well, there's actually a. There's actually a Mr. Freeze shader for, uh, for Captain Cold in the game. But I don't know if Captain Cold has like punny moves. We'll talk about him at some point too, probably. All right. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait. Wait. Let's just do a couple of more. I already said deal with it. Uh,
1: that's, that's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> deal with it. I mean, like it, it's kind of like I don't know. It's just like if the if the game wasn't so kind of like intense, like it it. it, it it would be, like, more just kind of, like, you know, like, whatever. It's kind of, like, Dragon Ball Z names. But, like, it's just, like, it takes itself so seriously that to have a move, like, deal with it is kind of, like, that's kind of weird.
0: Yeah. I mean, Well, okay, what about this one? Pelly, Petty Tree Son. Petty T-R-E-E-S-S-O-N, Tree Son. T-R-E-E-S-O-N. Tree Sun. Which I feel like it's kind of weird. It's, like, I like, plant babies? I don't know.
1: Is that is that like that sounds like something kind of like from Mr. T like, you know like <laughs> <"Penny> Tree, <huh?"> son. <laughs> I was like like what? Yeah yeah
0: that's that's actually okay 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 last one, no no two more two more okay come on yeah bring it on unbelievable unbelievable oh yep yep can't beat that that is that's that's Joel Schumacher wrote oh yes
1: yeah that is total Joel Schumacher. I want us to be together but. I want to make sure you're serious about turning over a new leaf. You, you know, um, just kind of like a sad, sad side note. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, the script writer, like, uh, Akiva Goldsman, I think. Like, I'm not sure, and I'm not going to, like, check Wikipedia to ver- verify this, but I'm pretty sure, like, he won an Oscar later on. Or he was. Really? Like, like, yeah. Like, he's done, like, serious, like, good movies. So, like, to have Batman and Robin on his, like, credit list is just like it's just always going to be like a a blight on his name that's
0: kind of odd i feel like
1: uh, i mean like it's just wait 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 were these later oscars or were these i think maybe i'm pretty sure it's like pre
0: pre batman robin
1: yeah pre oh, wow. batman robin well i mean i don't know oscar's also insane like a uh, crash is a oscar-winning movie
0: but didn't he also he yeah. also wrote like the batman forever too right
1: uh, I think you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, at least like when you when you look at like the backstory for Batman and Robin, we're getting off into a fun tangent, but who cares? So like, <laughs> w- w- like when you look into it, like it's just the, like Tim Burton was like still like a big part of of Batman Forever, like not a huge part, obviously, because like kind of like he he was kicked out as being director. Like part of why was also because he was working on. On Superman at the time and so like they kind of had to make a choice between that I think but and you can check out that in death of Superman lives what happened but he, he basically got kicked out of his own franchise and like Michael Keaton was just like all right I'm out then and like Joel Schumacher came in and he appeared to like when he's interviewed he seems to be an actual Batman fan like, he knew who Nightwing was. Like, he knew all this stuff, and he wanted to make, like, Batman Year One to be, like, his his Batman movie. Not Batman Forever, but, like, they were just like, no, you're just going to make a sequel. And, like, you're going to kind of make it a bit more kiddy, and then you just went with that.
0: Dude, that was, I mean, it was the 90s, man. They, they were just trying to fucking
1: make toys. They were trying to sell toys, you know? Yeah, yeah. But then, like, it just, like, it, it's, like, hilarious. Like, by the time they get to Batman and Robin, it's just, like, Batman Forever did much better than they ever expected it to and so they just said alright do it again and do it more than that so he just like was given free leave and like apparently like if you listen to the commentary done by <laughs> Joel Schumacher it's like hilarious because he starts off like pretty defensive and pretty like almost proud of the movie then halfway through he's just like he's, like okay well you can blame the, the 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 writer you can blame the actors but it's me you can blame and by the end he's like this is awful this is truly terrible
0: I mean I, I mean to be fair he did ruin like a lot of those characters like Bane I, I, Bane is one and I know I know you don't like Bane but Bane is one of my favorite uh, Batman villains and that version of Bane is just like atrocious
1: well this is important though because like that was like her big like kind of like mainstream debut because she wasn't That's in true. like a the Adam West TV show. So she was like, um, other than Batman the Animated Series, like this was her real major debut. But, into national conscience.
0: You you know she wasn't actually even in that many episodes of the Batman
1: animated series. Yeah, she wasn't. I, um, she was in a, a few. Like um, she she left a pretty good impact. Like she was pretty memorable. Like there was even like one time where she kind of got a black cosplay um outfit instead of like her normal green outfit for almost got him. But yeah, she wasn't in it a lot and she was um like they kind of like figured out halfway through like this great like pairing of her up with Harley Quinn, their own creation. And like they did like a sequel to that where it was like a great episode of um in in the TNBA where it was um Harley and Ivy teaming up with Livewire and it was coinciding with supergirl meeting batgirl and so it was just like was a girl team up all around yeah i mean like there was a, I uh i mean the, the whole harley
0: and and uh poison ivy pairing has kind of like continued since the the animated series even in injustice 2 there's um like so in injustice 2 there's you know they there, there's these little cinematics where people you know the, the characters like you know you trade verbal blows before trading physical ones and even, like, the the uh, sound bites between, like, Harley and uh, Poison Ivy kind of allude to, like, the fact that they had kind of had a thing or whatever. I thought we were friends.
1: <laughs> thought we were more than friends.
0: Not anymore. And um, every, I mean, it, I think, feel like ever, ever since that pairing in the cartoon, they've kind of just been, like, um, iconic together. You know what I mean? Uh, which is, like, I kind of hope that if they're going to keep using uh, Harley in, like, the movie series, that they'll bring in Poison Ivy as well.
1: Oh, yeah, they totally will. Uh, I I, I have no doubt they will. I don't know. Like, for me personally, I've always felt that, like – well, actually, here's um, some of the things that's, like, kind of impressive. Although, at the same time, it's just kind of, like, well, it was, like – was – they made Poison Ivy one of the first, like, really – they never – outed her for a while but they pretty much like by the 90s started to really play on the fact that she was bi and that and like it was only her and uh, Rogue from uh, Marvel Comics were kind of like one of the only like bisexual characters in the in the show although actually now that I think about it I think Mystique was also bisexual
0: well now they have like Wonder Woman also yeah and like I mean I guess Wonder Woman kind of always was but they Uh, didn't really talk about it too much until like Greg Rucka's like new Wonder Womans that are out right now, which is a great series, by the way.
1: Yeah. Well, like then you get like um, not to get too off on that one, but like yeah. then you get like a like Grant Morrison, where like she's flout married to a woman.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Which 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 one was that?
1: Uh, that's a Wonder Woman Earth One. It's like it's a
0: it's. Oh okay. oh yeah, I never read those. Yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah I know. What you're
1: well, that one is, like, totally crazy. But we'll get into that in the Wonder Woman episode. <laughs> I'm just like, Wonder Woman, like, now it's wonderful that she has, like, been, she's got a great big movie, but she has such a weird and I, if we're honest, kinky
0: history. Kinky. Uh, well, I yeah, I mean, isn't that, well, no, we'll talk about, no, we can't talk too, too deep about Wonder Woman right now. Let's go back to uh, Poison Ivy. Let's talk about her set because we started talking about The Kiss of Death, and that's where we got... Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, we kind of covered the, what the Clovis because of death was, but she also has this move called the Datura Hammer, which is, like, it's a weird, like, yo-yo thing where, like, she'll, like, whip out, like, a yo-yo plant and she can attack from this that position in, like, a couple ways. She can, like, give you, like, an, hit you with an anti-air or she can, like, uh, hit you with a low attack, but she can't move during it, so you have to, like, retract it in order to move again, which is kind of strange. I don't think I've ever seen Ivy use, like, a yo-yo ball whip chain thing. Have you? Can you think of anything where that would be looked for I,
1: I, I can't really. Although I, I would say, like, I, I'm thinking like that. Definitely, they they took a lot of the the inspiration from from some her move sets from things like Batman the animated series, like um, the later Batman the animated series of just like having like plant minions, mm-hmm. as well as um things like like really actually the Arkham games really like cemented the the image and idea that she was really more of an earth elemental which um i don't know how exactly she got those powers but like whatever and so and so like yeah by arkham knight where she flout like she she basically becomes a, a heroine and saves um saves gotham city
0: Yeah, actually, that's actually kind of a good point. Do we know, like, at what point in the character's history did that actually change? Like, what writer changed that? Was it the animated series or was it, like, a comic book writer?
1: Like, it's really kind of ambiguous because, like, there's always, like, they, they kept on, like, there's always, like, people that play around with it and, like, more and more it was just, like, oh, well, she can, maybe she can, like, sometimes, like, spread these vines sometimes but like then it was like it was like did she herself like grow those vines and can she control those vines and then just it it really depends like rider to rider it's it's really like honestly the the truth of the matter is like she is one of the most like flexible characters in terms of how people want to go with her um pretty much like uh nowadays they do want to emphasize more and more how supernaturally powerful she is um in fact i i do think she was in a in a Swamp Thing story as basically like she was as kind of like becoming like in this kind of abusive relationship with with the Floronic man and just like going back to her man kind of thing. Whoa, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like also ironic because like just like it, it was kind of like a harlot – Harley and the Joker situation where Floronic Man is one who gave Poison Ivy, made Poison Ivy be Poison Ivy in the comics now. So like to her to kind of like go back and have romantic feelings still about him is like also like, that's kind of twisted, but it's not, it's like, it's comic books.
0: You know, that's weird. So Swamp Thing is actually a character in Injustice 2. And I don't think that they really allude to that relationship at all in that game. Or like the fact that like, the fact that like, ivy like is in that realm of characters right because like swamp thing swamp thing is like a really old 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 character that like sometimes crosses over i feel like but it's like not i mean and you can like kind of correct me if i'm wrong because i'm you know again you're the comic guy but what i understand like swamp thing is like kind like he's like he wasn't he's like vertigo kind of uh, world of of dc characters like with constantine and like those characters
1: well, for for that, actually, like, ironically, it's, like, basically, like, Vertigo didn't really exist until, like, the 90s. And so, like, when Alan Moore wrote Swamp Thing, and basically, like, Swamp Thing was made in, like, the 70s. And he was, like, firmly in, like, the DC universe. Uh, and, like, when Alan Moore wrote Swamp Thing, it was totally meant to be in the DC universe. Like, when you read Alan Moore's great run of Swamp Thing, there's even a moment where... Like it's totally like, um they they he, he goes to Gotham City and fights Batman and like basically takes over Gotham City and makes it covered in 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 vegetation and everything and he, he goes to Arkham Asylum briefly and sees the Joker and just like is weirded out and just doesn't go. And it's just like so it, it was meant to be in like the DC universe. It was just like Afterwards, more and more, they decided, like, you know, this kind of, like, mature book, it should just be in its own kind of, like, universe that's not really tangling with the DC universe. So that's when they kind of, like, decided to take Swamp Thing out of the DC universe, only to later bring him back in and, like, uh, a- at the um, brightest day.
0: Oh, the Blackest Night? Yeah. The, like, uh, that's the one with the, where the Black Hand turns everybody into Black Lanterns or, like, revives like all the dead superheroes which i don't actually remember how everybody died what was the whole it was like some sort of catastrophic thing or i
1: I think it was also just like history it was just like all these like characters had died throughout the years and so they just brought back all these characters but yeah going to like so like that's my point though is like is that she's kind of like it it really does depend on the writer like jeff Loeb. like um even before like he wrote hush he had he kind of like was introducing i think at least in my recollections Uh, in things like Long Halloween and um, the sequel. Uh, Uh, the dark, the dark victory. Yeah, dark victory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in those ones, like that was when like she was becoming a bit more like she had, like it was the way Tim Sale drew her. Also, she had like leaves for hair instead of, so she was becoming more plant-like, and she also had more control over plants because of that. And so it really just depends on the writers, like, like not to be too mean, but, like, on a serious kind of, like, analytical note, it was, like, with Batman and Robin, she started to, like, also, like, that also cemented that she had more control over plants than, than it was just, like, she was just immune to, to plant toxins.
0: Wait, so you're saying that the Batman and Robin movie had long-term effects on the character as a whole? Yes. <laughs> That's kind of depressing.
1: <laughs> well. <What? laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry but 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 maybe maybe a little bit like um oh man that's that's
0: that's real is that where this okay so wait so this next move this next move is the vine drill is that where the vine drill comes from <laughs> it's so 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 the concept is she like summons like this sharp plant from the ground and attacks the opponent and drills them and then you can like meter burn it and do like combo damage and stuff it's pretty cool yeah
1: well i mean you know it's just like it's like anything else like uh you just like take like the influences like when we get to superman it's gonna be so much fun to like say like like superman is like the greatest example of just like just some people like like even if it's uh, from something that's theoretically bad like batman and robin like if there's a good idea in there though of like maybe she should be more of a plant elemental villain like it just makes more opportunities you can do more with that like they'll just explore the stuff like that and like um so, like, they just suddenly, like... When you watch, like, Batman the Animated Series, like, the, the original first three-season show of that show, like, it's pretty hot, heavy sci-fi. So, like, they, they really avoid, like... It's not even clear Superman exists in that world. And it's kind of just... That's actually true, yeah. It's pretty, like, heavy on, like, just everything can be explicable. And so, like, even when they get something like Clayface, they try to make him credible.
0: Well... I mean, well, they did cross them over eventually, right? After they made, like, the. Because, wait, didn't the new. Okay, the new Super. The new Batman Adventures came out, like, at the same time as the Superman cartoon, right? And that was when they crossed over the universes.
1: Yeah, and that's when, like, once, like, they decided, like, no, we're going to, like, make this into a world where Superman can exist. Then they just decided, like, things like, just kind of, like, like nonchalantly, just, like, no, she's, like, uh that poison ivy's got these uh these amazing plants that she can kind of grow into human beings although actually no now now that I think back that there is an episode earlier in the like the original three season run the 65 episode run that does have her do something like that
0: wait which episode
1: um I'm forgetting the exact one but it's basically one of them it's where poison ivy seemingly reforms and she gets oh yeah yeah and like her her husband is a plant. Although, like, it turns out, like, like, she did get married, but, like, her husband and and the husband's son, like, died in a car crash.
0: Oh, and then she, like, like reconstructed them into plants or something like that? Like, plants that resembled humans, like G-Man from fucking Half-Life style, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> like that, yeah. I guess he wasn't a plant, but, you know, you guys know what I mean if you're listening to this
1: podcast. Absolutely. So... <laughs> so um yeah well i mean it's also a fighting game and you also gotta like create certain things and so like honestly like to to be a bit blunt like if poison ivy was just like this this like kind of like poison lady i mean i i think you could get a little mileage out of her just like throwing some some poison bombs at people but that's not that doesn't make a great fighting game so bring in some plant powers
0: yeah, I mean, uh, obviously. Well, I mean, I think that like kind of like what we said at the beginning of the episode, like it kind of makes her a kind of an odd choice for this, right? Because like because of the fact that you have to kind of like take more liberties with the character. Like for example, so uh, so the next move, uh, I, I I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. I really hope I'm going to. It's right to delm skin. It's basically where she uh, coats her body in th- in like this dirt that makes her take less damage from her opponents, and it's like a temporary effect that's weird. Like, I don't know if I've ever really seen Ivy do anything much like that in the past, maybe in the, in Batman Arkham city,
1: maybe. Yeah. Um, they kind of like somewhat allude to the idea that, and like, uh, Ar- like by Arkham city and like by in the Arkham games, uh, that, that Joker gives her the, the main, like kind of like thing in, in Arkham, Ar- Arkham asylum, the first game in in the, in that series, it's a great series. Love that game. I love all
0: of those games. And I'm, I actually started replaying Arkham Asylum on PS3 a little recently. Cause I want to get a platinum on it.
1: Nice. Uh, I got a PS4 solely so I could play Arkham Knight. Nice. Although also final fantasy 15, but yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. In that, like uh, she gets, gets injected with Titan by the Joker. And that might, uh, they kind of hint that, that, because of that she's mutated. So she might've like just permanently carried over those mutations and like the abilities to just really manipulate and become more of that earth elemental. That's a kind of a good, I think that's a good explanation
0: for, for having that kind of power. Yeah. I think that makes sense. That's
1: better. I mean, especially like a video game kind of context too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Hey, like in, in comic books, it's always like just, if, if you can kind of like explain it in a way, like, if you give us, like, one modicum of, like, explanation, sometimes it's like, okay, fine, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll we'll accept that. Yeah, I mean, like, video
0: games are kind of the same way, right? I mean, you have to, su- suspend of disbelief is a thing. If you're going to be sitting here talking, like, you know, being like, well, this, that doesn't make sense because canon. I mean, like, in, it, honestly, in Injustice 2, and I guess, like, comic books as, like, a whole, too, like, retcons are a thing, you know, like. And Justice 2 especially plays with this idea because of the fact that, like, it's set in this, um, this era where, where Batman has access to this, this machine called Brother Eye where he can, like, jump through, like, multiverses and see what's going on in, like, different um, worlds. And DC um, has been, like, playing with this multiverse thing for, for friggin' ever. So um, Yeah. Years, years, years yeah i mean I'm, I'm really excited for the direction of the the movies because i really hope that they do some crazy multiverse shit like crossover with like tv shows or like
1: the Nolanverse or like crazy shit well uh i kind of getting on a fun like tangent i mean what is this podcast but fun tangents and s- analyzing stuff yeah but yeah. uh like apparently like max landis who who makes no bones about saying how much he hates the DC movies right now. Although I haven't heard what he's thought about Wonder Woman. I think he, I think he might've liked it, but
0: I think most people like that one, but at the same time too, like, I I mean, I didn't see it. So like it, it slipped by some, some, some folks.
1: Yeah. Um, Anyways. But, but he was like, he was saying he was like so angry when he saw Batman V Superman that he just wanted to, like the next movie to have Batman like tribute Superman by, by starting to wear an owl costume and he'd be calling himself owl man. And in that movie, suddenly the just the real justice league shows up and like, Hey, we're here to stop you. You like a justice. What's the name? Like justice Lords or
0: wait, 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 hold on. I got to slow you down. You're talking about like Batman being owl man, like Batman, like Thomas Wayne. No, not Thomas Wayne. What's the, uh, Batman's like half brother or something from the alternate universe. It's actually Owlman. That's a thing.
1: Like, yeah, the, the
0: Justice League Syndicate version.
1: Yeah, yeah, the Crime Syndicate. Crime yeah. Syndicate. That's it. Yeah, like that. Well, that's what he wanted. He he, because he hated like how violent and everything. And yeah. Wait. So you're saying Max Landis
0: wants the next Batman movie
1: to have Batman be Owlman? Well, to have Ben Affleck like, become Owlman, and then, like, say, like, we're gonna, like, take over this world, and then suddenly the the real Justice League shows up from another dimension to stop these, like, pretenders. Got it. Okay, so this is, like, Max
0: Landis trying to be meta because he thinks that this new Justice League is crap.
1: Yeah. Well, kind of, like, a let's get a little, a, a tiny bit personal. Like, I remember, like, um, uh, Chris and I, we we got to see... Batman v Superman for free. Yep, I remember that. And, like, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it was just like, I, I'm kind of glad I didn't have to pay for it. Because <laughs> it was just like walking out. I was like, I, I, I mean, think I liked it. The main problem that I
0: had with that movie, and we'll get, we'll get back to Injustice and Poison Ivy in a second, I swear. But the main problem that I had with this movie was that there was, like, really no ideological difference between Batman and Superman. Like, it didn't make any sense why they were fighting each other, really. Uh, And I think that, that was a lot of folks' problem with the movie, right?
1: Yeah. I'll tell you, like, one, Martha has got to be, like, the... I mean, props to them for, like, figuring out something, like, 75-plus years of writing Batman and Superman together, and, like, no one had put that one together. So, like, that was actually, like, props to you guys for figuring that part out. I will say that,
0: yes. Wait, I'll let you finish before I, before I say my piece.
1: But that being said, like the Martha moment is like the probably the stupidest moment in any superhero movie, like even considering like Joel Schumacher neon stuff like that, it's like it's still just like you stop a fight because your mom has the same name as the dude you're about to kill. That's what makes you stop fighting. You really think that that's sillier than Bat nipples? Yes,
0: okay, well. I I will say my thing about the Martha thing is I, I honestly and this is very controversial opinion because I honestly don't think it's that crazy because we're talking about a guy who spent his entire life fighting crime because his parents were literally gunned down in front of him. He dresses up as a bat and goes out at night like he's obviously a little fucking crazy and I don't think that it's like. Out of this world to think that he would stop a fight because some guy says his mom's name in the middle of it.
1: But it's just like that is such an easy weakness now. I think like there's a great comic out there, like a web comic out there, where where it's just Batman is is like saying like we've defeated you, Dark Side. The worm, like the the boom tubes are closed. You're stuck on this planet. Oh, but if I'm stuck on this planet, how will I find my mother again? Martha.
0: What wait, wait, no, I did see something similar to that where it was like Darkseid, uh a Superman a super <laughs> Superman and Batman are like fighting Darkseid or something, and he's like Martha, my mother and then Batman goes and then Superman goes, Did you hear that? And Batman goes, We have to help him
1: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Just like that's my my problem with it and no, but like and last thing, uh, I just, like, the big thing, like, when, when we were watching this movie, like, Chris, like, leaned over to me in the in the Batmobile scene and just, like, said, he killed people, right? I was like, <laughs> yeah! He just straight up murdered. And, like, that was, like, I was like, okay, now you lost me, Zack Snyder.
0: You, yeah, r- Batman, you lost me. Batman killed, like, 40 people, but before, like, the middle of the movie or something like that.
1: Which makes, like, Batman, like, a total, like, hypocrite for, in that movie, because, like, he's angry at Superman's destruction, like, and Superman, like, I can kind of, like, look at it as, like, uh, kind of, like, accidental uh, collateral damage. Like, Batman, that's a total, like, wanton, like, I don't care, you're a criminal, you die. Yeah, he's, like, seeing red. Oh, let's get back to Poison Ivy, though. Yeah, getting back to Poison Ivy. So, so, so actually, now, now like, that, that's the problem. Like, it's kind of, like, it begs the question, how does Batman, like, why does Batman let any of his villains live in this universe? So why is the Joker still around, and why is like Harley still around? I mean, granted, like Batman like has punched the Joker so hard he's knocked out his teeth in that universe. Wait, 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 wait. What? Oh like well, <laughs> it, it, it depends on like what version. Uh, apparently, it's not true. But like, like the Joker has like metal teeth and. In- Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 I have
0: so many things to talk about on that. We can't talk about that yeah. on this episode, though. All right. We'll get it to the Joker episode. Uh, but, all right. So we have two we have two more. We have two more uh, Ivy moves to talk about. Uh, the one the one, uh, one of them is called a bed of thorns. So that's kind of it's, it's kind of like self-explanatory. She kind of summons like a bed of thorns. And then like if you like stand on it, like your your health gets sapped.
1: That's very medieval. Like, uh, that's total, like... That's actual, like, real medieval tortures kind of stuff. Yeah. That's pretty... I mean, it's pretty rad. I mean,
0: it doesn't, like... The thing is that the, the Bed of Thorns doesn't, like, wrap you, like, right? Like, in the game, you... Like, she summons it from the ground, and then, like, you, you if you're standing on it, you'll, like, lose life slowly. But it's really easy to avoid. Oh. Oh, well, Well, you... You got to pick your battles, but I mean, yeah. It's just kind of I I don't I don't know like like I I think I mean Ivy's definitely does stuff like that before. She definitely does stuff like that in like the Batman Arkham games. You know what I mean where she like kind oh, of yeah. like wraps you up with like wraps you up with, which actually is something that she doesn't do in Injustice to She doesn't have moves where she like literally like wraps you in vines, you know? But like Swamp Thing does. And I think that they kind of, like, consciously made that decision to kind of separate the two characters.
1: That's good. That's good. Well, kind of, like, we'll, when we get to the Swamp Thing episode, um, like, we'll, we'll, we'll probably cover it. But, like, one of the things that's a problem, like, comparatively is that, like, kind of, like, the like Alan Moore didn't think of it as a problem. But, like, when you put it into a fighting game, it's a problem. It's, it's, it's the Dragon Ball Z effect of, like, is that Swamp Thing is such a powerful character in the DC universe by the end of... What Alan Moore did with him, that pretty much like there's no character in the DC universe that can threaten him. I had no idea. So like yeah, he is, he is not even guy. Ivy. Oh, absolutely not Ivy. I, so Ivy's like super weak compared compared to Swamp Thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like because because Swamp Thing like is like, and we'll get to Swamp Thing when we get to Swamp Thing. But like so Ivy is like kind of like a bit more fun because she's also a bit more grounded. Like and as, like, the spoiler alert for Arkham Knight, she can die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so that, that, like, something is, like, much more interesting, in that, like, she's kind of, like, I totally, she, I totally forgot that she died in that game.
0: Yeah. So uh, sorry for everybody who's not played it, but if you haven't played it by now, then you suck, because it's been out for, like, two years. That was actually, like, it was a
1: pretty, really good moment. Like, a, it, it wasn't, like, a fully earned death, Se, I agree, I agree. For, yeah. Like, it, it didn't redeem her, but, like, it was, like, it was a good, it was a really great moment. Like, a really just great moment and, like, a great, great game. So, yeah, like, uh, that, that was, like, a, the, you're, you're, you're reminding me, of like, Arkham City, like, the, the great moment in the Catwoman uh, part of the story where she just get she wraps up Catwoman and uh, and then, like, and it's, like, I'm going to kill you for, for ruining my, for killing my little potted plant.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, and that's something that's I, absolutely. I, Ivy is crazy vengeful.
1: Oh yeah. Well, um, well, well her debut episode in, uh, in Batman the animated series is, um, Harvey Dent, um, is, is still just Harvey Dent. Like he's just a district attorney, and he opens ground on this one little site to build a new, uh, penitentiary, and he, and on that site is also like this endangered plant, and so. Ivy, like be- basically becomes Ivy, where she, where she tries to seduce um, Harvey Dent and becomes his fiance, and then like Ooh. poisons him. Scandalous. Uh, and like tries to, then tries to kill him, and then like Batman like figures it out, stops her. Of course. And like it's, it also gets. It's not
0: like there's like a formula to these shows or anything
1: like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although like at the end. Um, there's a great callback to it, and the 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 phenomenal episode almost got him, where where Two Face is like, "Oh, Ivy, me wants to kill you." Oh, really? What's the other <laughs> half want? To hit you with a truck.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. One more. We got one more Ivy move, um, and it's her character power. So her character power in Justice Two, she summons like this mini like minion thing that like shoots venom it's actually real good for cross-ups if you can like jump over the character and like hit them from one side it's amazing but it's like it looks like the thing really looks like some weird like jurassic park reject like kind of like a dinosaur yeah thing yeah
1: that that was like that that's actually like kind of like one of the weird things as we're playing it right and like you're summing it it's like what like Actually, I'll be honest. That's kind of a bit underwhelming. For like, is that the ultimate attack?
0: No, that's her. Uh, that's her character power. So her ultimate attack is where you didn't even get to see that. But her ultimate attack is where she summons like a, a bigger one, and then like she throws you into it and it, like chomps you out for a little bit, and then she tosses you. But, okay, well then, all right, that's but yeah, right. but the character power is like a smaller version of it, and it just like shoots venom. It's real. It is strange.
1: It, it, I mean, it's like. It's not weird enough, but it's just like, it's just weird. I, 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 I agree. Think that, that That's like the thing. It's like, and there isn't really, at least to my knowledge, plants that can do things like that. Like
0: spit, venom? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, but also we're living in We're talking about a universe where like, there's like super powered aliens that come from Krypton.
1: Yes. True enough.
0: <laughs> All right. So uh, we do, James, unfortunately, we've been talking for 50 minutes. So that's the length of our show. Oh, uh,
1: well, it's been fun.
0: Yeah. So, uh, the, before we go, I just kind of want to get give a summation. James, do you think that Poison Ivy's representation in Justice Two is accurate? Is is it a good pre- presentation of the character when compared to the source material?
1: Mm, by today's like source material, like the most current source material, she actually is pretty accurate. So I wouldn't say yeah, no. I'd still say it is a bit off just because, like, we kind of touched it on the very beginning. It's kind of weird that she herself is fighting just because, like, she's really, like, always, like, the pinnacle of, like, it's seduction. Like, that's her point. Right. And getting, like, other things to fight for her. Yeah. Like, in the Arkham games, like, she she has, like, all these, like, cops and, like, criminals from other gangs, like, as her mind slave. So it's stuff like that. Yeah. So overall,
0: we'll say she's half-accurate.
1: Yeah, I'd say about that. Yeah.
0: Great. Well, thanks, guys, for listening to episode one of Licensing Legends. We're going to be back next week with episode two, where we're going to talk about Superman. The Man of Steel. Yeah. And it's going to be great because we get to go on so many fun tangents that are more directly related to the character. Yeah.
1: I mean, sorry for some of the the Batman v Superman, Martha stuff.
0: Doesn't matter. I'm pretty sure that's what everyone wants to hear. Anyways, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.